0: I'm just going to be talking above an entire ass, ass this entire podcast.
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to
1: Why Am I Reading This?
0: Just why? <laughs> why?
1: Just why? <laughs> I'm Chastity. And I'm Andrea and you froze oh there you are yay
0: (laughs) i did say my name
1: yeah this this is is, great so oh god it's a great (laughs) intro uh so just so you guys know um we are doing this podcast from california and iowa (laughs) yes
0: we are always separated
1: um yes
0: unfortunately so far (laughs) Uh, so we always have to do it on discord so occasionally we have um lagging or freezing or
1: I mean you guys the technical difficulties. Yeah, you guys won't experience this, but we do. No. <laughs> no. That's... So yeah. We'll 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 try to fix that up a little bit and post. Well,
0: and not only that today. Well, usually I'm actually in Minnesota when we record. Today That's true. I'm in Iowa because
1: I'm back for holidays. So Yeah, because you you're a big crazy doctoral student.
0: Yeah, something like that. Some a
1: Smart,
0: uh, so smart. Uh, we're not. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you are though. Uh, uh,
0: I I had. Oh my god. This. So it's the holidays, So I got to try to explain my studies to my mother in law and like. And I'm getting like. I'm getting into like the science of it. Now, mm-hmm. listeners, I am in rehabilitation sciences, which. Really quick dumb down is a whole bunch of different medical sciences smashed into just purely the rehabilitation for people. So cardiology, psychology, hell, audiology, just a whole bunch of medical sciences in order to better the lives of those who need rehab. And my lab in particular does a lot of cardiology and psychology. And so I'm sitting there talking things like arterial stiffness and... Uh, estradiol levels, and like every time I do that, I can just see the light fade from people's eyes, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> this isn't this isn't normal talk." Gotcha. But see,
1: you're smart. Ugh. Ugh. I couldn't keep up with that crap when I was getting my masters. Mm-hmm. Like I had to do one class that in, it was like vocal sciences because for those of you who don't yes. know, I am into vocal pedagogy, so that's the art of teaching voice, and I had to, like, learn about muscular structure and, like, all this stuff and how it pertains to the voice. I was dying. What? No. One class.
0: Well, it didn't look like it, because I remember you telling me about that class, and I was fucking
1: fascinated. Oh, no, I was fascinated, too, but I was sitting there going, "I I don't know if I can retain this. Like, brain go boom.
0: Well, did you at least retain like the the singing portions of it? Because like I remember you teaching me oh, something. Yeah. yeah. I mean I don't remember what you taught yeah, me so like- I didn't retain it.
1: <laughs> well, you know what that means? We have to start taking lessons again.
0: Oh my I have so
1: many lessons, girl. I don't I don't <laughs> think I got time for more lessons. All right. So should we get into this? Yes,
0: yes we should.
1: <laughs> you know what? We have lives. Maybe, maybe the people listening will be interested. I don't know.
0: Nah, every time I listen to podcasts and they drone on and on about their life, I literally skip forward, like, shut the
1: fuck up. You know, it depends. It depends for me. Really? Like, the the gals on Morbid, Mm -hmm. I will, I will listen to all of their shit. Like, it's so good. It
0: it matters. (laughs) Like, when, when it's just like a, a small end podcaster, then yeah, I love listening to it. But the second, like, they become like, rich, famos, I'm like, I could care less about your life. Um.
1: Yeah, like yeah. shut up. We get it. You're rich. <laughs> yeah,
0: like your your life is so different. I'm a, we get it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's introduce what the hell we read this week.
0: This week we read a wizard's guide to defensive baking by T. Kingfisher,
1: and it, the the tagline is "Siege Sorcery Sourdough." Man,
0: every time this book said sourdough, I don't care. I got hungry. Like I was like, mm, yes, sourdough.
1: <laughs> yes. So um let me just do a quick reading of what the uh the synopsis? Like the synopsis, the spoiler-free synopsis Ooh, yes. is. Yes, yes. So this is this is direct from the Amazon uh, page for it, which it it's only a five-dollar book, which is kind of cool. But it is thus. Fourteen-year-old Mona isn't like wizards charged with defending the city. She can't control lightning or speak to water. Her familiar is a sourdough starter, and her magic only works on bread. She has a comfortable life in her aunt's bakery, making gingerbread men dance. But Mona's life is turned upside down when she finds a dead body on the bakery floor. An assassin is stalking the streets of Mona's city, preying on the magic folk, and it appears that Mona is his next target. And in an embattled city, suddenly bereft of wizards, the assassin may be the least of Mona's worries. So, just as a as a jumping off point, um, it, they make it sound in this little synopsis like it starts with like, "Here's what her normal everyday life is." Yeah, it's not. It's not it the it first starts,
0: sentence.
1: <laughs> yeah, was. There's a
0: dead body in the bakery. <laughs> There's a dead body in my bakery. Like first sentence and I just like open it and see that and I'm like, well, all right, Bullshit. let's get to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're wasting no time.
0: <laughs> but you know what? Like okay, so most books when they when they just open up to a line like that. It's so hard to get to know the character as a character before, you know, PTSD changes yeah. you forever. But that doesn't happen with this character. Mona is a very relatable, very well like explained uh character like her her sense of of view is very good.
1: Yes. Yeah, she she's a very good character to have the the POV from. Mm-hmm. Uh because this is written in first person. Um oh, and you know what? I just realized we forgot a part. Oh, yeah. We didn't judge the book by its cover. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I just got right into, like, the horror first sentence. Let's... It's okay. I did, too. <laughs> All right. So, and with that, let us judge a book by its cover. Da, da, da. It's going to be a different song every single time. Oh, yeah. I- I'll let you take that away. Um. So, yeah, this book, like, I really did judge a book by its cover. Like, I genuinely judged this book by its cover because this cover is fucking boring it's fucking boring folks oh
1: it's fucking boring <laughs> like
0: it's just it's purple with like it's like a gradient purple so light purple in the middle and then like in a circle it gradients out to a dark purple and there's like silver wispy like just like swirls around the sides kind of like a like an iron gate sort of looking thing and then in big yellow letters, it's a wizard's guide to defensive baking. And there's a yellow um, gingerbread man that is, that's got angry eyes and a frowny face, which I'm, I'm giving a spoiler alert. That never happens. That never fucking happens. There's never a gingerbread well, man. Yes, with, it does. Nope. The angry eyes always had a smiley face. That's true. Yep. So there was never a gingerbread man with angry eyes and a frowny face. So I don't know why that's on that cover. But uh, yeah, so the first time I saw this, I was like, well, let me rewind a little bit. The first time I saw this, Andrea had actually suggested this book. And I looked at it and I was like, yes. why the fuck is she suggesting a cookbook? Why? <laughs> That's It's a cookbook, my dude. That's not going to be. And then I actually no. like read it and I was like, oh, it's not a cookbook. Because this seriously <laughs> looks like a cookbook, in my opinion. It looks like one of those fan made like tee I'm a wizard, but I'm making food cookbooks and man, really? I I, yeah. I judged it hard. I did not like it.
1: And I still don't like it because it doesn't do it justice. Interesting. Yeah. When I was looking at it, I, I actually found it rather intriguing because the, the gingerbread man is holding a sword and I was like, okay, so baking. And then I read her magic only works on bread and i was like oh this is gonna be interesting but like i was expecting it to be more of like a cute adventure like like a middle grade sort of book mm-hmm. which it, it it is um it's definitely written for a younger audience than we are oh yeah it's,
0: <laughs> it's a ya book which um, explains exactly why i fucking loved it so much <laughs>
1: yeah but like for me i was like okay so i get it the swirls are are the magic and you know all right it's a little monochromatic but i don't know i was i was pulled in a little bit so that's really interesting that you were like the fuck
0: (laughs) why is it that with judging the book by its cover we are always the opposites like i loved the last cover with the haunted vagina and you were like no (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah i don't know i don't know we are on (laughs) very very different ends of that particular spectrum oh my god we finally found something that's different about
1: us holy crap
0: holy shit
1: (laughs) actually different people every once in a great while oh my god
0: what in particular did you like or dislike about this book
1: well like i said you know i was expecting it to be like a cute adventure like a coming of age really low stakes kind of okay okay Um, Which I suppose one could argue that this kind of is. Oh, this is. But I was expecting it. Yeah, I was expecting much lower stakes. Agreed. Definitely agreed.
0: It took you for an interesting ride out of nowhere, but I enjoyed every second
1: of it. Yeah, it was it was really cute. Um, Very cute. But yeah, so I don't know. Do we want to take everybody through a
0: Uh a, a spoilery synopsis? learning if you don't like spoilers don't listen to the next part of this podcast which is pretty much the
1: rest of this podcast of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) go away now go Go away please come back (laughs) read the book come back actually don't even leave
0: pause go read this book yeah it'll take you back it's a quick read yeah it's like four hours
1: maybe yeah yeah And then come back and listen to us bitch about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to bitch about it, I'm not going to bitch about it. Like, I think this is the first time. No. Like, episode
0: three and I already found a book where I'm like, you know what? You know what? I'm for it. (laughs) I know exactly why I'm reading this book. (laughs) Oh, I do know why. This is adorable. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, I was like, why am I reading this? Because of all of my biases. But now I'm like, this is why. This is fucking why. Yep. So yeah, here's our here's our spoiler full synopsis.
1: We we kind of already mentioned that we we literally the first line of the book is "There's a dead body in my aunt's bakery." (laughs) Like no holds barred, just go straight in. Dead body. Yeah, yeah. And to the author's credit, they did like the way that they described Mona's reaction. Is perfect. perfect. Yes! Yeah. It was like, this is exactly how a 14-year-old would be like, I need to tell somebody, but I don't want to touch it, and I'm scared. I don't
0: even want to look <laughs> at it, but I have to step yeah. over it? I don't want to over. step over it. What if it touches me even though it's dead? <laughs> yeah
1: but what if it's not dead what if it wakes up and like grabs me yeah I love I'm 30 and I still have that kind of fear
0: (laughs) right I love how she was so obsessed because the dead body's one eye was open and staring at the ceiling and she's just like oh my god it's watching me and I'm like that is exactly what a 14 year old would think
1: (laughs) yeah that's exactly what a me would think
0: fair very fair (laughs) I yeah, I mean most non-psychopathic people would probably have a uh similar reaction.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: It's like um yeah. I'm gonna Ugh. I'm gonna make a comparison that feels very veered, but I feel like it's accurate. Like uh okay, have you seen have you seen live action the Netflix live action Death Note? No. Damn it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a little bit. No, I'm gonna spoil it a little for you. So, like, it's a retelling. Like, it's an entirely new story. But the main character, when he sees the Shinigami, the big like, Mm -hmm. he's like, "Have you seen? Do you know what Ryuk looks
1: like?" Grim Reaper.
0: Yeah, but scarier. Yeah. yeah. When he sees yeah. Ryuk for the first time, this this guy flips shit. Like, he's, like, throwing things at him. He's falling over the back of the couch. He's, like, screaming like a little girl. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> and then, like, everyone's like, <laughs> pussy. And it's like, no, fuck you. If you saw that, that's that's what you'd be doing. Like, that's exactly. And I love that movie only because of that. Because the main character is so believable. <laughs> So when she's yeah. like freaking out and being all like, ah, ah, and it's like, oh my God, so many
1: men would be like, pussy, I, I would handle it so well. And it's like, no,
0: nah, the fuck you wouldn't. No, the fuck you would You don't know.
1: Nobody really knows until they're faced with that kind of thing. They're just like, oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I loved that beyond all reason. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's yeah. – it's there's a dead body and it just kind of goes from zero to ten, like – okay, no, zero to, like, a hundred <laughs> really fast because yeah. before she knows it, she's being accused of being the murderer and
1: – Yeah, and they're, like, hauling her ass up to the palace.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, to the duchess. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you how I pictured the duchess mm. sounding and I want you to Wait. tell me – what she sounded like in the audiobook. okay? Mm-hmm. So the duchess I pictured just pretty much – oh, God, what is that actress's name? The actress who plays Madame LaLaurie in – Oh. What is her name? American Horror Story? Yeah. What is the actress's name?
1: Oh, God. I, I can't think of it, but I know exactly who you're talking about.
0: That's how I pictured her, and that's how I heard her. I just heard her voice.
1: Interesting. All the time. So. (laughs) I need to look (laughs) up what um, her name is. So the narrator. Yeah, the the narrator uh, is British. Yeah, yeah. I
0: pictured her with a uh, with a British accent.
1: Yeah. um, and, And as just a quick aside, I kind of I kind of think that her voice was a little bit too mature for a first person 14 year old. Oh, no. But. And it wasn't that she sounded old. It was just that she sounded like an adult. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, thank Kathy you. I was like, I know Bates. that she's got a really interesting name. Kathy Bates.
0: Yeah. Anyway, no, that that's the one thing that sucks for audiobooks. Is like, like, I read, all right, I listened to one book and it was uh The Final Girl Club or The Final Girl Club. And it was about like these young yeah. girls who like were the final girls in their horror stories. And the woman who read it, mm-hmm. like, the woman who read it, great reader. It's just her voice was so mature. It completely yeah. dissociated me from the young character.
1: Yeah. And, like, as somebody who has read audiobooks, who has recorded audiobooks, it's it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Because I try so hard to make all of these different voices and, like, different ages and different accents. It, yeah, it was just like... Mm. oh so she did she Could've not do a voice for harder? people no no she did voices okay but like you would think okay i know that this is supposed to be a first person from a 14 year old girl's perspective so maybe i should make my voice sound like that mm-hmm. and you she know? did not. like i read and no she did not like, I read an entire book series with a Scottish accent because it was a first person. <gasps>
0: and
1: love, the character was Scottish. I love that. That's
0: that, <laughs> That's some method acting right there. <laughs> so, okay. So then what did she make yeah. uh, the Duchess sound like? Just British and that's it?
1: No. So she was very kind of highborn, kind of a little bit... Almost wispy, in a way, for a lot of it. Um, Even though toward the end, she started to give her a little bit more strength to the voice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, Nah, I'm... Yeah, very, very interesting. Very much pictured and heard Kathy Bates
0: with a British accent. Yeah. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, (laughs) Mona, so Mona goes up and is put in front of the Duchess and this what was the fucker's name the bad guy all the bad guy yeah
1: oberon oberon
0: so oberon is like the head of like the cops i guess i don't know this book just proved a cab a cab a cab a cab um <laughs> wait i'm sorry are are you offended by a cab i don't even know what that means <laughs> what it's it's what the bleeding liberals say to say all cops are bastards. Oh, never heard of that one. How have you? I am in so much shock.
1: <laughs> you, I'm sorry. You've never heard ACAB? I maybe once upon a time. Your life is so much happier than mine. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Like your life is sunshine and daisies and rainbows, and I need no, sweetie.
1: <laughs> it's it's me being an ostrich. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, my head is firmly in the sand. <laughs>
0: <sighs> All right. Well, um, A. Cab bastard guy, uh, Oberon yeah. or whatever his name was. He's the head of the cops, and he's the one that arrested Mona, and is pretty much like, yeah, she clearly did it
1: and the yeah which was dumb he was just like yes she was found with the body and she's like dude i found the body (laughs) yeah well here's the thing though a lot of like shady fucking cops
0: and detectives do that shit so like Mm -hmm. when i was reading it i was like "Mm "Hmm, yep this checks out like i i've listened to one too many like horrible like these people are horrible podcasts to be like no yeah this is 100% believable
1: (laughs) yeah 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 no I'm there with you
0: (laughs) and so he yeah he he literally like you just said use this line of like she was found with the body and she of course interjects saying I found the body and thank god uh Kathy Bates aka the Duchess uh steps in (laughs) to be like You're fucking stupid. Like, this is a child, you fucking moron. Send her the fuck home. Yeah. And then she, I think, you know what? You know what I think got me being like, oh, that's Kathy Bates, Mm. is right after she, like, tells the guy that he's a moron and to, like, you know, exonerate this child, all she does is just starts looking back down at papers and starts doing paperwork, and that's
1: it. And I was like, this is a bad bitch. Kathy Bates energy. It is! And, and we should also mention here that there is a man called the Golden General, who um, I think Mona is getting a little tingly downstairs for. Okay,
0: what, what, uh, was that what was going to happen? Like, was that? Are we supposed to be getting weird romance vibes? Because she's a child and he's a grown up.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay, but so those were the vibes I was getting, and I was like, "Please stop, same." Like <laughs> it was icky. Ugh. Yeah,
0: especially at the very end. But no, no, no. let's not let's not st- uh, skip forward. So they send her home, and well, what happens? Do, 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 do.
1: We meet knackering Molly.
0: Yes. Oh wait, wait, really quick. I wanna, I wanna rewind really quick. So. Mm-hmm. The moment that I knew that I could fuck with Mona, like, this is my bitch, uh, is Mm -hmm. she started making commentary that either gutted me or was me. Like, I would either be like, damn, bitch, don't call me (laughs) out. Or I'd be like, "Mm -hmm, same. Mm -hmm. Like, she was describing the dead body. And she was like... Dying with mismatched socks seems especially sad somehow. And while I'm reading this fucking yes. book, I look down at my mismatched fucking socks because I mismatch my socks <laughs> every day. Same. Same. And I'm just like, damn, bitch, calling me out on me. And then a bit later, she was describing her aunt. And she's like, my my aunt's house dress is large and pink. And has winged croissants yes. embroidered across it.
1: It's quite hideous,
0: bitch.
1: <laughs> I want that. Except I not do pink. too. I want a dress oh, with flying croissants pink. on it. Like, oh my god. Oh, I, mm, I, yeah, I want it. I so want good. the pink
0: hideous. <laughs> but Ooh. yeah, no. I'm sorry. Let's let's go back. Uh, let's meet Molly.
1: Yes, knackering Molly. So, Nackering Molly, uh, her ability is to reanimate dead horses, which is a very, very niche magic. <laughs> um, yes. And yeah, she, she's kind of the, like, town crazy person, but she's really nice to Mona. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the
0: town crazies is always nice to children in books. Yeah, usually. Yeah. No, Molly was a great character. Um, I'm, I'm going to bounce. With two things regarding that. One, so Molly's power is um, reliving dead horses specifically. Everyone's Mm -hmm. magic in this world is a specific thing. You don't just like have magic and get to do whatever you want. You have magic regarding something. So Mona's magic is regarding bread. She can only do magic with bread. Molly can only do magic with dead horses we met we meet someone eventually who can only do magic with water etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. i think that was so interesting
1: yeah i really enjoyed that part of the magic system yes my my whole thing was that you know how a lot of magic systems where you're kind of allowed to do anything mm-hmm. it's hard to find where the edges are and in some ways that really limits the creativity for the writer
0: Yes, it. W- yeah, because eventually we find out the more creative you are with your powers, the more powerful you can be. And I loved that. That was just mwah, yes. icing on the cake, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: top tier. So yeah, we we have knackering Molly who who helps Mona get home. Um, and then uh, later that night, we also meet Spindle, who is. Uh, we find out is the little brother of the girl who was found in the bakery
0: the dead girl in the bakery
1: and yes the dead girl in the bakery Yeah, and i didn't like him at first i won't lie <gasps> same same <laughs> he grew on me yes yeah um so he he questions Mona about everything that happened and he's like bound and determined that his sister is not actually dead. Um but yeah, that that was that was kind of unfortunate.
0: I like how Mona was so understanding regarding like, oh, he is in shock right now. So of course he won't believe me that his sister's dead, but then he just kept being a douchebag to her. Uh-huh. I'm like this little fucker needs a quick kick to the fucking Nagonads like god damn
1: <laughs> yeah and like gold star to Mona for being so freaking understanding
0: oh Mona Mona was sweet baby girl through this entire thing
1: yeah yeah because I would have been like look here you little shit
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but
0: yeah so I I swear that this writer had to be a fan of Jim Butcher's work, which is uh, the Dresden Files, because mm-hmm. so Mona has a familiar, like most wizards do, and her familiar yes. was a glob of just ornery, <laughs> angry, but still lovable uh, sourdough starter. But its name yes. is Bob. And the name of Harry Dresden's uh skull friend, they're not he's not really his familiar, but he's like his buddy that helps him. His name is Bob. Oh, funny. And in the Dresden Files, spoiler warning, if you haven't read this, for love of God, do not listen to this spoiler because the series is my Bible and is perfect, and go fucking read it right now. Um, there's a character that's named Molly who ends up having a few books oh. where she is. The crazy homeless lady, just running around doing magic. Hmm. So we have a Bob, and we have a Molly, right? Like it. It. It just made me every every single time one of them got mentioned. I'm like, ah, yes, Bob the skull. I mean, the sourdough starter. Ah, yes, Molly, as in <laughs> Molly Carpenter. Nope, not Molly Carpenter.
1: Maybe that was a little ode. Maybe it was just, um. Just happened to be the names that he chose. kawinka a All
0: right. So we meet Molly. Molly also gives yeah. uh, Mona a warning about uh, the green.
1: Spring green man.
0: That's it. The spring green man. And yeah, then she meets uh, Sprig or whatever the fuck. The little douchebag.
1: Spindle.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that little cunt. Uh.
1: Yes, and um, and then speaking of cunts, the Spring Green Man does actually pop up, and he is trying to kill Mona.
0: Oh, shit. One thing I could not stand about the Spring Green, br- the Spring, d- d- the Jolly King Giant, I don't fucking know. The one thing I hated about <laughs> him was th- th- how they always had to mention smell, and smell is such a big thing for me. Like, every time she was like, oh, the yeah. smell of, I think it was like, cinnamon or something. Incense. I was like, Ugh. yeah, it was Ugh, uh, patchouli or some shit.
1: <laughs> Nag champa, you hippie. Anyway.
0: So, yeah, he tries to kill Mona. And uh, Mona is smart, for, uh, especially for a 14-year-old kid, and takes him down to the basement yeah. where Bob is. And pretty much throws yes. her sourdough starter at this guy because she knows that Bob has started eating rats. And this gives her
1: enough time to escape. Yeah, and he's he's got a temper. Bob, fuck yeah. Bob's the best. Yeah. You know, I I was a little bit disappointed in how Bob turned out. Like I'm glad that he was the way that he was, but when I first read that her familiar is a sourdough starter, I was imagining the little like floating pink blob from Treasure Planet.
0: So was I.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "You're sweet to be a baby." But it wasn't I wasn't that.
0: No, her familiar is more so a little gingerbread man that she I actually awakened in the scene right before Jolly Green Giant attacks. And I'm just calling him that for the rest of this episode. I can't I can't be bothered to remember his name. So anyway, before Jolly Green Giant attacks, Elgar. <laughs> uh, yeah, him. He he makes a she makes a a little um gingerbread man, and that's actually the guy that hangs out with her for the
1: rest of the book. And I love him. Yeah. Yes. He he is my favorite silent character. And he's really what I would, I would call more of a familiar. Right?
0: Agreed. When he got jealous yeah. when she called Bob her familiar, I was like, I'm right there, dude. I am right there with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she runs off with Spindle? hmm I did not retain any names in this one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs all the spindle and they. Where did they go? That's right. They uh they went to Molly, and Molly just kind of was like, I'm gonna do crazy lady things, and I'm gonna go get information. <laughs> leaves them alone. Yeah. And then they they get up to no good because they're ten and fourteen. They have no fucking clue what to do. And then Mona ends up in yeah. a in a church, in a belfry, and just kind of mm-hmm. lays low there for about a week or two while she becomes a wanted outlaw by that douche canoe, the A cab motherfucker. Oh, what was his name again?
1: <laughs> Oberon.
0: Yeah, him. Yeah, fucking Eberon, Oberon, whatever his name is. <laughs> this is the episode where Chastity can't get any names right. That's okay. Yeah, so Oberon's like accusing her of being some big bad monster, this, you know, scary 14 year old baker.
1: Yeah, and he's got all kinds of wanted posters up and. Ugh.
0: I'm telling you. A even yeah. the magical ones.
1: Yeah. And dude, okay, so the thing that scared me the most during this portion of the book was the fact that they wanted to start a registry for the people who were doing magic.
0: Bro, that
1: scared me to death.
0: It the entire book was so reminiscent of like all of the different times that we've like incarcerated different people for one reason or yeah. another. Like the the Jewish internment camps, the Japanese internment camps, mm-hmm. like all of it was just a big mm-hmm. like this is what it feels like. And like I remember yeah. Mona making commentary about like it's nice that even when you're different people don't mind that you're different and it was like oh damn.
1: Yeah. It's like oh maybe they do mind more than I thought. Mm-hmm.
0: There was one quote, actually, that really made me realize, oh, this is an analogy for, like, internment camps and Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. Um, And the quote was, uh, Come to think of it, I wasn't all that keen on, quote-unquote, girl either, when it was delivered in that tone of voice. Aunt Tabitha is allowed to Mm -hmm. call me, quote-unquote, girl. Weird men in robes who think I've murdered someone are not. And that just immediately made me think of, like, like when uh in america when we still enslaved black people and they'd call them boy no matter what and it's like Mm -hmm. you know my mom can call me boy you cannot call me boy don't fucking call me that and like that that simple like three sentences really hit home the like oh my god this is dark
1: yeah you know it's funny uh, be, being a person of color, like, that didn't – it it wasn't – I didn't have a sudden realization. It was always kind of there for me. I don't know. It was, it was really weird.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, for me, it took, like, a specific line because I'm white, so I don't know any of that suffering. So, like, it took me that to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And yeah.
1: yeah, and I'm glad that that the author included something like that because for it, it means different things for different people.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it it's written in such a simple way that it's understandable to everyone. Yeah. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's bad. The simplicity is what made it so understandable to like different walks of life.
1: Yeah, and like that's why I would definitely want like if I were a school teacher, like if I was doing like upper elementary, I would absolutely want to have this book on a shelf.
0: <gasps> Agreed! I love that. Yes, definitely.
1: <laughs> I mean, shoot, once once I have a kid, like this is the kind of story I would definitely want them to read just to like give them some sort of like gentle understanding of like this is this is the world. It sucks out there. Mm-hmm hmm
0: I definitely agree with that. And, you know, it it helps that there's literally dancing and fighting gingerbread in this one. So they can light the Yes.
1: <laughs> which is adorable.
0: But yeah, and yeah. so we realize or we realize or have realized uh, that this is a very dark world mm-hmm. that is, you know, plummeting into some darkness. And so Mona decides yeah. one day she needs to climb up the duchess's toilet in order yes. to talk to her.
1: <laughs> yes. And this is a pseudo medieval kind of world. So um, for those of you who know about medieval architecture, um, it's, it's not just a privy, it's a garter robe. So um, it's essentially, you have whatever toilet on like, let's say the third floor and it is a straight drop down to the, the ground level where it is then shoveled away yeah so yeah they're not just like climbing up a toilet
0: i mean (laughs) but and like and this scene like i loved this scene only because like we just got done with such dark harrowing things and then it's like well
1: Mm -hmm.
0: we're climbing into a toilet (laughs) yeah and that like the the pacing i loved that i personally loved that pacing
1: yeah it was great there was there was a lot of little moments of levity like that
0: exactly there was and mona she's such a good narrator like when she introduces the fact that she's gonna climb up a toilet she literally says which is how we wound up five nights later climbing out
1: of the duchess's toilet Hmm. And I loved that there were those moments where it's like she gets her hips stuck in the toilet seat
0: because <gasps> got when they're trying to get out. Because she went through puberty, so she's got wide hips.
1: <laughs> uh huh. And she works in a bakery, so you know that she's well fed. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: she and they he, and Thimble even makes jokes about like you need to stop eating
1: your cupcakes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Spindle, my dear Thimble was the last. <laughs> Thimble, the thimble fumble. <laughs> Chester <laughs> Chast- <laughs> Chast- can't get
0: names right.
1: Oh, man, that was funny. I was just imagining a little, little rat folk thimble going. <gasps> you need to stop eating so many muffins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine if he met Mona, though. Like, they could be best friends. Oh, that would be so cute. I love <laughs> that, that boy. boy. I love him.
1: Uh I know. Uh if I ever get into taxidermy, I'll make you a little I'll make you a little rat. Anyway, uh, sorry.
0: Make me a rat with a little
1: spoon in a little pot. Like, please. If I ever get into taxidermy, ten out of ten will do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So. Anywho's so yeah, they uh they climb out of the toilet and um we find out that the Duchess is um kind of useless. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Kathy Bates. No. Yeah, this was this was very anti Kathy Bates energy. Um, the Duchess is like, oh, you know, they've been, they've been running things behind my back, and I don't know, and I haven't been doing my job, and blah, I need your help, even though you're ten and fourteen. It was sad.
0: <laughs> That's the crazy part: is a grown ass woman looking at a fourteen year old and a ten year old and go, "Yeah, you two can save the country." It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and like later on um that is actually addressed it is very well yeah it took a long time but
0: <laughs> and then they go to uh another another uh wizard who uh, long story short gets killed by the the jolly green giant and uh then mm-hmm. they decide that they got to go to war in order to kill a cab motherfucker why am i doing the plot run through when I can't do names or shit today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you got this, buddy. You do the rest of the synopsis because I can't remember names. I just can't do it. Will Chastity get a name right? <laughs> who knows?
1: <laughs> who knows? Yeah. So um, the the spring green man, whose name is Elgar, which I only remember because that's the last name of a really famous composer. Um, and Oberon, who is a character from The Midsummer Night's Dream because <laughs> that's one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. that's literally why i remember those two names um they are banished and um things are okay for a little bit but then we find out that there's this mercenary army that the two of them have kind of like teamed up to like help these guys because they suck more like hired yeah yeah they're hired um I mean mercenaries you know. <laughs> but um yeah, so they are significantly closer to the city than the army who had been misinformed that this particular mercenary group was about what was it 10 days away or something like that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So they're like, "Oh crap, and we're out of wizards because the water wizard was just killed and Elgar was the other wizard who was like hired by the Duchess, so oh shit, we don't have any frickin' wizards, so I guess it's up to you, Mona. Uh, so she ends up creating 12-foot-tall gingerbread golems, <laughs> and then, like, a butt-ton of little ones that have, like, frickin' rat poison and stuff in them, because we earlier like on we psychos. had found out that what they put in—yeah, little psychos—but um, what they put into the dough— can affect how the dough, the gingerbread men, whatever, um, how it acts. So like there was one where, when Mona made this particular batch dance, they were, they had a little bit too much spice to them and they were like doing these like really lewd dance moves (laughs) (laughs) and things like that. So for this batch, that was so funny. But um for this batch of little ones, cause she wanted them to go to the the enemy camp and cause mischief. Um she puts like pepper and um rat poison and stuff in them and they wreak havoc. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's honestly the best. You you know um, and- you know
0: what I was actually picturing? Like I knew in my mind's eye, I knew they were gingerbread mm-hmm. men, but Through these scenes, especially like when Mm. it mentioned the lewd one, and then it mentioned these ones way later, I kept on picturing uh fucking gremlins, and the good the gingerbread man is Gizmo, just like hanging out with her, and the really horny ones was the gremlin with the pink (laughs) dress on it, (laughs) and and the psycho (laughs) ones were all the other gremlins being like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it was really fun. It was
0: it was great.
1: And can I just say, I loved the blacksmith.
0: I wish he was in more of the book. I wish he was in so much more.
1: Same. He was
0: a great character. So it's like, there's
1: this one blacksmith on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen him. He was like making the doors to Valhalla a while ago. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh no, he is Incredible. Like he's an artisan blacksmith, but oh that's who I kept picturing. He's like this big buff man with this full ass beard, but he's really soft spoken. Mm. Ye- like, like almost ASMR status. Oh no, oh, <laughs> I was mm, I was picturing something else. Oh, oh dear, what were you picturing?
0: <laughs> I was picturing my my no legged Geralt. <laughs> I was picturing fucking... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was picturing what's his name from Legends and Latte. Cal.
1: Cal. Yes. Oh, no. That's what I was picturing. No, no. I'll have to send you... Yeah, I'll have to send you some of the the uh, the TikToks with this man in it because he is an absolute delight and I love him. But oh. who's so... Yeah, we had to have the blacksmith helping out to create these giant ovens for the twelve uh twelve feet tall, twelve-foot tall golems. Um I almost said twelve inch. Good <laughs> yes, work.
0: we need special ovens um, for
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um so there's there's a big fight, and they've managed to keep the the mercenary army out of the city for the most part. And then it seems like all hope is lost because here's another thing about this magic system that we kind of forgot was, um, you can only take so much. You can only give so much magic before your magic kind of runs out. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Mona is sort of to that point where she's got this pounding headache and she's going to pass out because she is animating all of these different gingerbread men. Um, and, uh, just when all hope seems lost, who comes to save everybody? Freaking Crazy fucking Molly. Molly. Who I adore. Woo <laughs> woo!
0: Oh yeah, Molly was so great. Much. I love every Molly I ever see ever, so. Right?
1: Oh. But yeah, Molly comes and, um, she kind of assesses the situation she looks at her kind of main, main horse, I uh, guess, that she continues to animate, yes. nag, and they have this really sweet moment, mm-hmm. and then she raises, like, every dead horse from the entire city, and they start to attack. Like, that just freaking killed me.
0: That scene was just so good. Like you could really it you could was. really feel cuz like it's it's a it's a point of view book. So this is all from Mona's point of view, but like you could mm-hmm. feel her pain of witnessing what Molly was doing for everyone. And it was just like, "Oh, yeah. oh my god, Molly."
1: Yeah. Because at that point we know that doing that was going to kill Molly.
0: Yes, 100. Yeah, and it just, it hurt. It fucking hurt.
1: It did. Even though she wasn't in all that much of the book, she was just such an endearing character.
0: Yeah, no, she, yeah. She was, it's kind of like in Moana when we don't know the grandmother that much, but we all fucking love the grandma. <laughs> They're just well-written yes. characters. They're such well-written characters. You don't have to have someone on screen at all times in order for us to love them. You just need to make them relatable and lovable.
1: Oh. That hurts. I know.
0: Here here I am <laughs> being real deep.
1: <laughs> Molly ends up saving the day and... um. We kind of we're sort of taken through the aftermath bit by bit. We know that Elgar is dead because um Molly had actually kicked him in the head. (laughs) Actually Nag had kicked him in the head. Um so we know that he's dead. Which one's Elgar? um, Is that Jolly Green Giant? There Yes.
0: Okay, yeah. That bitch is dead.
1: Yeah, but Oberon may still be alive.
0: That fucker.
1: I know. Like, of course you're a freaking cockroach. You're impossible to kill.
0: They were both so slimy. Like, they were perfect bad guys. I loved reading them Mm -hmm. They were just enjoyable to hate. Especially Jolly Green Giant. I fucking hated him. I hated him so much my brain is rejecting his name. Even though you've told me it like eight (laughs) times in the last 30 minutes, my brain is like, fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve a name. He's the Jolly Green Giant.
1: Fair enough. It was interesting, too, because they had such different motives different but the
0: same at the same time
1: kind of kind of the same and like i loved that mona is perceptive enough to be like yeah villains always turn against each other and they always think the other one isn't going to do that yes (laughs)
0: she's a sassy i was just like yes
1: she is so, um, anyway, just to kind of quickly wrap up the uh, the synopsis cuz wow, we've been rambling for a while. Yeah. Um the the Duchess rewards Mona Spindle and her gingerbread man, which was adorable. Um Gingerbread
0: man, needs a fucking name.
1: I know.
0: She calls him fucking uh, Cookie. Like is his name Cookie?
1: I guess, maybe? Uh-huh. As long as we're not calling your vagina Cookie. <laughs> 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 Sorry, just to bring that back. <laughs> Oh, boy! <laughs> oh. and, uh, <laughs> and then right after that, we kind of get like another weirdly sexually charged meeting with the Golden General. Yes,
0: this is what I wanted to come back to at the end was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like because like she was
0: like he winked at her a few times and stuff like and I'm like, this is a fucking child, sir. Please stop existing around her
1: yeah so honestly i didn't get any like weird sexual tension from him like the wink to me felt kind of like big brother or like an uncle okay yeah i could get behind that it didn't feel sexual to me but the way that she was describing him was like girl you got a crush or something
0: <laughs> she's she's got her first like oh no I want, I want to kiss him on the mouth, crush.
1: You know, what, what are these tingles below my belt? What are they? What are these? What are these? What are these? Anyway,
0: that's exactly what she is. So though. she's Anne Sarah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't looked up if this actually has a sequel or not, but I know that the door was definitely left open for a sequel
0: um let's look i'm gonna go to his yeah author's page
1: i let you look it up
0: (laughs) because this is a relatively new book it's from 2021
1: okay oh so there might be one of the works
0: Oh. Uh, oh there's some that hold on hold on okay so it looks like it looks like there are other books that are in the same world but they're about other
1: oh, people. Okay. Well, I mean, either way. Yeah. I just I love the world and the magic system, and I want to read more.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. So like one's called Minor Mage. It's actually a novella. So ooh, a very quick read. Oh. Um, this is nice. uh, about Oliver. Um. Hmm. He can control. Wait. He only knows three spells, and one of them is to control his allergy to armadillo dander. <laughs> what? Okay. I and then love another, that so much. And then another one's called Illuminations, and at the top of this one it says, Magic, Mischief, Mandrakes. Mandrakes? Yeah, so this one's about Rosa oh and a strange magical box protected by a painted crow. When she finds a way to open this box, huh. she accidentally releases the Scarling, a vicious monster determin- determined to destroy the Mandalini family at all costs. Oh my. Oh my.
1: That These God. sound fun. I know. We might have to do these. Oh darn. Oh, shucks. those will be more more of the why am I not reading this instead Exa- of why am I reading this <laughs> <laughs>
0: side plot? Why am I not reading this? <laughs>
1: or like follow up? Please, why am I are I you not reading this? <laughs> Read it now.
0: They're all cheap, <laughs> like five dollars, three dollars.
1: Yeah, so eh, might have to might have to get our grubby little hands on that.
0: Mm, please, as long as Jolly Green Giant is not in them, which he's dead, so he will not be. Yes.
1: So, fuck him. <laughs> Dance upon his grave. So,
0: clearly, I think both of us think readers should read this.
1: Oh, God, yes. Yeah.
0: No, it's such a fun little YA novel. I, I...
1: Yeah, it's really, really adorable. Um, I do have a couple of of little things about it that I'm like, mm, that was weird. Okay. But, yeah. What was it? Like, it kind of... It kind of felt like two books in a way. <gasps> yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I do. Like, the yeah.
0: the whole the murder and living in the church. Mm-hmm. And then everything after.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so glad that you felt, felt that too. Oh, no, totally. Because, yeah, that was really odd.
0: Yeah. Well, even Mona makes commentary about, like, all of that feels so long ago. And it's like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. it really does. Even as me, the reader, like,
1: yeah, yeah, and I like, I don't know if that was intentional that it felt like there was this huge tone shift.
0: Maybe it was but to just show how yeah. the dark things were getting.
1: Yeah, because man, it it oof. Yeah, it goes from fun those, living uh, to dark real fast. Yeah, and can I also just say? This is this is something I actually really appreciated. Spindle's character arc. Spindle's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was just chef's kiss.
0: Well, he starts as a little I appreciated
1: that so much. He
0: starts as a little fucker, and then he actually grows into like, you know, a loving character. Yeah. While grieving yeah. the death of and murder
1: of his sister. Yes. That was interesting. And, like, even though his grief was sort of thrown on the back burner, it was at least acknowledged. Yeah, it was acknowledged a few times
0: every time he got really excited about getting revenge.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even even beyond that, like, the parts where he was actually, like, grieving mm-hmm. and not just feeling like, oh, I want to get revenge. Like, Uh there were moments where he was actually kind of sad and withdrawn for a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, totally. And as a 10 year old, having to work through that and like still feed yourself and feed somebody who's locked up in a bell tower. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, this writer was just so good with the different kinds of emotions of different people. Like, T. Kingfisher, yeah. you are the MVP. Like, goddamn.
1: You rock. You really do. We love you.
0: We love you so much. So much more so, than, than the last guy. We... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, these were written for two vastly different audiences. You're right. When you're right,
0: you're right. Oh, goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try. But, uh, you want to you rate this bitch? Um... Nine I would say nine
0: You know what Uh There's still some fallbacks Like Um Like you said Like the extreme turn In the middle hmm But I I liked this book I couldn't put it down Because I was enjoying myself Not because of self-harm
1: Yes So <laughs> Yeah no I'm I'm right there with you I would say like an eight and a half Yeah I was about to say, Oh my god I was about to say eight and a half Hee <laughs> hee Tell me
0: why <laughs> Well, because, like, nine felt too much, but I was like, I hate doing halves, so I'm just going to say nine. But no, eight and a half, like, really fits it real good. Because, like, at the end of the day, it's still, like, yeah. a very simple book, too. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Eh. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking eight and a half because I liked the story. Um, I liked the That it was, like, just complex enough for, like, an older elementary or middle schooler to read. Um, But I knocked it down from a nine because I loved – I liked the narrator. She did an excellent job. I just wish that she would have given Mona a younger voice. Yeah, that can kill it. That can fucking kill it. Ugh, I am so sorry. Yeah, because she had some, like – she had some huskiness to her natural voice. And it was just, like – It is so easy to bring your voice up and support it just a little bit more. And suddenly you sound a lot younger. It doesn't have to be a lot.
0: Just a little bit. Yeah, but like when you're reading the entire book, a lot of people don't want to like make that uh Effort? Yeah, that was the word I was looking
1: for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love doing that shit. Because man... Just talking as me is boring. Are you sure you sing randomly? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that when I'm working. Oh, that! Oh, fuck that. No, do it while working. <laughs> Just be like, and I'm out. I literally
0: will be around like in my science lab because I work in a fucking lab. And if I find something good, I'll literally be like, I did it. And everyone's like, do you ever
1: calm <laughs> down? And I'm like, fuck no. Well, I don't say no. fuck no, but I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, when I'm teaching, I definitely sing. Good. But when I'm doing audiobooks and stuff, I don't think they would approve that. Oh, ah!
0: How dare they? I'm going to riot. I know. Let Andrea sing in the audiobooks.
1: <laughs> You're so funny. <sighs> All right. All right.
0: All right. So, social medias, Andrea?
1: Oh, yes. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Why Am I Reading This Podcast. You can also, I believe, find us on the Instagrams. Yes. And where else? That's it for now. Are we doing more? No. That's, that's it for now. That's it for now. Aha.
0: We have not bothered making ZX. Not until it becomes Twitter again. And... Aye. <laughs> and...
1: I'm sorry. What else is there? Yeah, I don't... I don't I don't know. I don't know. Please don't stalk us personally. Oh, yeah. No, that would suck. That would really suck.
0: We're actually... We're just here to read books, okay? Yeah, we're just here to read books, and honestly, we are really
1: boring in real life. We are. We're fun together, but yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, look for us on the social medias, and uh, keep an eye out for the next episode. Yeah. Because I think we're going to do another really weird one. Yeah,
0: ne- yeah, I- I'm liking this pattern of, like, not so weird, weird,
1: not so weird, weird. Yeah, it keeps us from getting totally, like, weirded, exhausted,
0: yeah, bad stuff. yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for joining us on... Why? Why am I reading this? Why am I reading this? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Y'all have a good one and uh watch
1: out for the jolly green giant he'll come and stab you in the middle of the night oh my god Ah! bye bye